Do you know the terror of he who falls asleep? To the very toes he is terrified, because the ground gives way under him and the dream begins. Friedrich Nietzsche. That's also the beginning of Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare from 1990. I am Eric Lewis. This is Horror Spoop. How is it going, everybody? As always, I am Eric Lewis. This is Horror Spoop. And today we're talking about the sixth film in the Nightmare on Elm Street series, even though Nightmare on Elm Street is technically not a part of the title. This time it's Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare from 1990. More specifically, September 13th, 1990 is when it was released. The budget for this was eight to $11 million dollars. And I put 11 million just because anything less than that would be surprising and impressive. The box office took away 34 million dollars from this, which is not too bad to say the least. It's definitely a profit. For the director for this, we have a female, Rachel Talele. She also did Tank Girl in 1995, Ghost in the Machine in 1993, and A Babysitter's Guide to Monster Hunting in 2020. That last one sounds pretty cool, and I would like to see that. Writers, of course, we have the, the Wes Crave case. We need to bring him up. Also, next episode, we will be able to talk about Wes Craven a little bit more. Um, also, Rachel Talele also wrote... And uh, advance from a, uh, advice from a caterpillar from 2013 is something that she was a writer for. And then Michael DeLuca also wrote for Judge Dredd in 1995 and In the Mouth of Madness from 1994, which is a John Carpenter film. So without further ado, let's get right into the summary. Here we go. Having wiped out all of the children in his hometown, dream-stalking psycho killer Freddy Krueger decides that it's time to head to newer pastures. Luckily for him, he happens across a home for troubled teens and is soon indulging in unspeakable appetites once again. Only now Freddy's estranged daughter is about to summon up the courage to end his killing spree once and for all. Jesus Black. we are back. Jesus Black, that was such a good little summary. I think I loved the way you said that. Without further ado, let's get into our cast for this film. The first one is Lisa Zane. Lisa Zane plays Maggie. She's also in The Nurse in 1997, Monkey Bone in 2001, and Roar in 1997. That has Heath Ledger in it, and I did not know that. I might have to watch it. We have Sean Glenn, Glenn Bat. 
who is John Doe in the film. He's also in Newsies in 1992, Bartender in 1997, and Chopper Chicks in Zombie Town in 1989. That last one also sounds pretty awesome. We have Leslie Dean, who plays Tracy. She's in Midnight Ride in 1990, Girlfriend from Hell in 1989, and The Outsiders from 1990. Ricky Dean Logan, who plays Carlos. He's in Back to the Future Part 2 in 1989, Psychotherapy in 2016, and Stalked by My Neighbor in 2015. We have Brecken Meyer, who plays Spencer. He's in Rat Race in 2001, Road Trip in 2000, and he's in Clueless in 1995. And we have Yafit Kodo, who plays Doc. He's an alien from 1979. He's in Midnight Run from 1988. And he's Live and Let Die from 1973. Now after this, we have an ad from Anchor. Then we'll get right into some trivia. This is a pretty short episode this time. But here's an ad from Anchor, and I will be right back. And we are back. If you choose to use Anchor for your podcast, let me know if you got it from my podcast and I will actually subscribe to it and at least listen to one episode. But I would be very happy to and I'd be very honored if you got it from my podcast. Anyway, let's get into some trivia. Then we'll get into some notes that I might have about this movie. Um, it's kind of all over the place. I kind of find it a little more fantastical than any other movie in this series to me. I feel like he's more cheesy in this movie. He uses a lot more humor. I do enjoy the kills. We'll get into it. But let's get into some trivia first and let's just get that down and over with. Get to some notes, get to some taglines, then get you out the dough, okay? So let's get into some trivia. This is the first film in the franchise to not include those little girls jumping rope and singing Freddy's Rhyme, which is actually strange because you kind of don't pay attention to that. You don't pay attention that that doesn't pop up. You know, you're with this film and this series as a whole, you're kind of just like so enthralled with everything Nightmare on Elm Street that you don't even pay attention to like what's constant in the films. You just pay attention to each film individually and you enjoy it as an experience. You don't really enjoy it as a masterpiece because... There's very few masterpieces that come out of this series. I would say this, the next film is a film that I consider good, and I consider what we'll talk about next week as Meta Horror before Scream was did it so well. Made by the same person, too. But without further ado, let's keep going, okay? Uh, Peter Jackson's original screenplay for Freddy's Dead saw Freddy aging and growing weak within the dream world, the teens of Springwood would have drug-fueled slumber parties for kicks and entered the dream world to beat him up. And they said, Peter Jackson, what the heck is wrong with you? He said, what do you mean? I'm just kidding. He does, he didn't, they didn't have that conversation. But Peter Jackson has a crazy imagination. And what do you think? Would you want to see that film or not? Because it kind of seems like Freddy has taken all of his, um, everything that makes him scary. That goes out the window if Peter Jackson made this film. And I'm not really, like, a big fan of that. When, when shown theatrically, audience members were given one pair of red cardboard 3D glasses with movie taglines printed on it. The inside arm had adhesive attaching to, for your standardized glasses. 
An advertisement for House Party 2 in 1991 was printed on the outside of one of the arms. This is the highest opening weekend for the franchise until the release of Freddy vs. Jason. We're actually going to get into Freddy vs. Jason as a whole nother part. We're not going to be doing that with the Nightmare on Elm Street series just because I don't really consider that a part of the series. In the last portion of the movie, from the point of which Maggie puts on those special glasses to the time in which she takes them off, was originally filmed entirely in 3D. The effect was removed from most home video releases, but the UK rental version included 3D effect in, the, in its entirety, with five pairs of red and blue 3D glasses, similar to the one you would get in the cinemas. The UK retail version was standard 2D version, with, with the cover artwork differing slightly from the rental. At around 57 minutes, when Maggie goes to speak to her mother, she enters the house, screams, Mother, and slams the door behind her. This is exactly the same way Nancy comes in the house and says mother uh, when her mother has place bars over her windows in the first Nightmare on Elm Street in 1984. Alice Cooper, who was an uncredited role as Freddy's father, previously co-wrote and performed the theme song for Friday the 13th, Part 6, Jason Lives, in 1986. Both that film and this film are the six films in their respective franchises. And if they make a Halloween, you know, kills again, and they make a sixth film of that, Alice Cooper should be in it so we can have 666. And that just seems like Alice Cooper's thing. If you disagree, let me know. If you do agree, tell Alice Cooper. During Tracy, Leslie Dean, who plays Tracy, and... During that dream sequence, the band Sepultura's name can be seen scrawled underneath the mirror as she leans down to wash her face, which that's kind of badass. I am a metal fan myself, so I'm always down for some metal references. I'm always down for that. Part of the title was inspired by the hit song Freddy's Dead by Curtis Mayfield from the film Superfly in 1972. This is the second movie in the franchise in which Freddy drives a bus. The first one was in, which one? That's right, kids. A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge from 1985. I just wanted to sound like Dora the Explorer for a second. On September 12th, 1991, a day before the U.S. release of the movie, Los Angeles declared it Freddy Krueger Day. So September 12th, there it is. Freddy Krueger Day, everybody. Innovation Publishing published a three-issue comic adaptation of the film. An alternate version of the third issue was published in 3D to recreate the, the effect that you see in the movie. The song Why Was I Born, Freddy's Dead, written for the film, was nominated for a Golden Raspberry Award for the worst original song. In 2010 documentary Never Sleep Again, Lisa Zane commented that she submitted a Bond-esque ballad called The Worst Is Over for use over the end credits. But Why Was I Born was chosen instead. Director Rachel Talele had worked with Iggy Pop on the 1990 film Crybaby and offered him the chance to compose the song for this film as well. The previous five installments of the Elm Street franchise had considerably helped the finances of New Line Cinema that it earned the nickname The House That Freddy Built. But the studio had also begun to develop other franchises, for example, Critters by 1990 and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. 
Bob Shea recall, uh, recalled in the, <laughs> I'm sorry about recalled, that's my fault. Bob Shea recalled in the Never Sleep Again documentary in 2010 that frankly, it was just time to move on and we had other projects that we wanted to focus on. And I do not blame him for that. And I actually feel like Nightmare on Elm Street series probably definitely went on longer than it had to. Um, but that's just me. I have actually just recently come to understand Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one, 1984, Wes Craven's A New Nightmare. If they could have made that a Nightmare on Elm Street 2, I probably would have loved that. Um, and probably 3, if they wanted to do that, I would also probably be happy with 3 as well. Um, but I just kind of feel like we drew things on too long. And we also added story that I think got less and less believable. But I'm just saying that I might be talking out of turn. I'm not quite sure. You let me know. You know, you know where to message me. Let me know. The original script, 15-year-old Jacob Johnson, son of the previous installment's main character, Alice, is the main character, and many of the dream warriors from A Nightmare on Elm Street 3 return to aid Jacob in defeating Freddy after he kills Alice. That is also the original script, and I honestly would have liked that script as well if we were going to keep the story going. I like the idea of keeping story going if you're going to keep a series going. A new story might be good, but mostly if you can keep a story going, you have something good. If you can't, and I don't know what to tell you. Um, John Carl uh, Buchler was chief special makeup effects artist on this film, returning to the series after serving the same role in A Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master. He also contributed to the film's 3D Freddy Virgin climax as well, which I don't know what he contributed. If you know, let me know. But it, I wasn't able to find any information, like was it the, inf was it the animation was it the makeup that they used for 3D? I'm not quite sure what he did to help with that. But if you do, let me know. As a publicity stunt for both Freddy's Dead and the comic storylines, uh, New Line Cinema held a mock funeral for Freddy Krueger at Hollywood Forever Cemetery in Los Angeles, including attendance from the film series such as Alice Cooper, Leslie Dean, Sean Gleenblatt, Rocky Dean Logan, Brecken Meyer, Toby Sexton, Lisa Zane, Lisa Wilcox, Wilcox, and Whit Hertford. Hertford, yeah, Hertford. <laughs> Andy Mignals and Rachel Talele were also among them present. After this, let's get into some notes on the film. And then after that, we have taglines. And after that, you're back to your week without horror spoop until next week. We'll be right back. And we are back a little bit on this story. I think the music was well done. I think overall the acting was pretty well done. Definitely more well done than the second film in this series. I think the acting was pretty well done. I think the kills overall were pretty well done in this film. Um, I personally love the video game aspect that you can see at the end of this film. I will actually put that on Facebook so you can see that scene. That is a really neat scene. And it's also an actual Nightmare on Elm Street video game that you can go play also. But I think that's pretty awesome. Overall, the kills are pretty cool. A deaf, a deaf guy and a kill scene with a deaf guy is actually pretty cool. And uh, you really wouldn't expect it to be cool like that, but it really is. 
Um, I think the acting was good. The kills were good. I think... Uh, just everyone was good except for I think the the comedic parts from Freddy Krueger from Robert England was a little over the top was a little too cheesy and uh, I kind of wasn't really a big fan of Robert England's performance in this film even though you know it is Robert England and I love Freddy Krueger I do think it could have went without it I think he had too many little one-liners that he thought he was all snooty and, and funny I didn't like it that much. He also didn't show himself as being too mysterious this time. And I can't really say that I was a fan of that either. Um, but overall, I think it was a pretty good film. And I really think you should probably try it as well. Let's get in some taglines and then you will be out of here. For taglines for this film, we have... You think you know about dreams. You know nothing. And that's pretty good. Next one. They saved the best for last. Evil has finally met its match. Take him home in a box. And the last one is born November 2nd, 1984. Dies September 13th, 1991. What do you think about those taglines? Tell me what your favorite one is. And you know where to find me on that. Go ahead and like my Facebook, my Instagram, and message me at horsepoop at gmail.com and let me know what's up. But anyway, as always, I am Eric Lewis. This is Horsepoop. I'll be back next week. You guys have a good week. How's it going, everybody? Just one small little thing for me to say after the end of this. We are coming close to the end of an Nightmare on Elm Street, the series. Next series we are going to be doing is going to be good old Chuckster. We're talking about that Charles kid. We're talking about that little doll that comes to life because it has the spirit of a serial killer in it. We are talking about Child's Play. That is going to be the next series. As always, remember to listen to Horror Spoop. I'll see you next week.